0: Welcome to Extra Innings, where we give you an exclusive behind the scenes look and commentary on Market Scales. Welcome to the show, a reality television series that follows the Savannah Bananas, the collegiate summer league baseball team that is changing the sport with their brand of Fan First Entertainment. On this episode, we chat with Zach Brockman, general manager of the Modesto Nuts, the California League affiliate of the Seattle Mariners. He gives us his thoughts on the first two episodes of the show, the importance of staying consistently unpredictable, and how team building and team culture are both the hardest and most important part of a successful minor league baseball team. Zach, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me, Daniel.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Finally getting some much-needed... Uh, breathing time, relaxation now that the season's over?
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, I wouldn't say there's any downtime in the baseball year, but um, <laughs> sure. it's a situation where, yeah, we don't have to work uh, all hours of the night to, to get everything done. That's correct.
0: Right. right. So... As uh, we typically talk about on Extra Innings, we are bringing you on to dive into some behind-the-scenes concepts and just general thoughts on Welcome to the Show, which is our original series based around the Savannah Bananas and their take on Fan First Entertainment. So I know you've seen uh, one or two episodes of ours. Tell me, after watching it, what were some of your initial takeaways?
1: Well, first of all, I thought it was really well-produced. Um, It was, um, it was really fun to watch. It was engaging. And to be honest with you, there's not a whole lot of content out there where you can actually find behind the scenes information about minor league baseball. And you can find stuff about, uh, you know, big league sports all over the place on major networks, but you can't really find anything about minor league baseball. So it was incredibly interesting to see that someone had, uh, and finally, at long last, you know, taking the time to to um, to really dive into that, because, I mean, that's our business is incredibly intricate. Um, it's uh, it's incredibly unique. Um, so it was really, really fun to watch. And and overall, you know, going through it, you know, it uh, it, it kind of re-inspires me a little bit, to, you know, after seeing that to, to get ready for the offseason and get ready for, you know, uh, the 2019 campaign, which begins almost immediately after the season ends. So um I really really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, that's uh that's what I really enjoy about um, about the Savannah Bananas is seeing their constant dedication to the craft and building uh the community, you know, both within the team and then you know, building that fan engagement even during the off season, which uh you know, like you said, there really is no downtime in baseball and that offseason is crucial for continuing to build those relationships uh with your players with your staff and making sure that you know you start setting the precedent early um because that's not something that you can just throw together a few days before like hey all right time for everyone to be fans first that's something that you need to build into the core of the team from the beginning
1: yeah yeah absolutely and um You know, it's they didn't have an easy situation either.
0: I mean, I I don't know
1: a ton about you know how their inception came about, but I do know that they used to have affiliated baseball there, and um, you know when they came in, I I don't think they were really welcomed all that much. Um, So it's great to see them turn that around completely, you know, and um, and and rebuild that fan base, you know.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, I I think what was a bit shocking uh, to people was their take. On the overall game, I think a lot of uh, baseball diehards and and baseball fans that are really um, glued into the traditions saw kind of what they were doing as an insult to baseball. Um, but you know what I've heard from Jesse is that he's not really there to appeal to. The traditions, you know, what he sees is an issue with baseball in general and just that the game is too slow and that there needs to be a more genuine user experience, uh, you know, guest experience, fan experience within baseball. And so, you know, he's not trying to stick to the traditions. He's trying to change them up. You know, what are your thoughts on on that end of things? How do you feel baseball is progressing right now just as a game and uh, what are your thoughts on sort of shaking up some of those traditions and getting people to think about baseball a little differently?
1: Well, we, um, you know, along the same lines of what, what Jesse talks about in terms of fan first, um, I think that's a great, you know, kind of way to constantly approach it and constantly, you know, you know, kind of hammer that into your staff and make sure everyone kind of knows that. Uh, we consider ourselves to be the most affordable family entertainment in, in, the Stan- in Stanislaus County, which is the, the area that we're in here. So we have really never focused on, on the baseball on the, on the field. And minor league baseball in general is, is like that specifically because we have no control over how good our players are, how good our team is. We don't even know who the players are until two days before opening. Day. So, you know, from a big league standpoint, you, you know, you have those those Barry Bonds, those those Mark McGuire's, those, you know, those those guys, those big personalities that sell tickets. Um, it's not that way at all in minor, minor league sports. So it's, um, it's a situation where we have to constantly reinvent ourselves and figure out how, to, how do we appeal to millennials? How do we appeal to, to, to all different types of fan segments that aren't really interested in necessarily being at a baseball you know field for three and a half hours just strictly watching baseball? They need other forms of entertainment. So I, I am 100% behind that. That mantra and that way of doing,
0: um, doing business in our in our kind of league. <clears throat> Definitely. Well, yeah, that's and that kind of brings me back to what I said earlier in in that crafting that team culture from the beginning is what's going to help uh, minor league teams succeed. Because like you said, you are reinventing yourself every season. New players come in and out, um, especially with the Savannah Bananas, I mean, they are a collegiate league. So they're only playing during the summer and players graduate. And, uh, you know, th- every year you have a new cycle of players coming through. And you can't rely on that star power. I mean, sure, you can rely on maybe once those players make it to the major leagues and then build that star power, sort of retroactively saying, hey, we had so and so on our team. And that sort of helps build that brand value. But while they're a part of the team, it's kind of hard to create that experience around a specific player. It almost feels a a, a little unfair to do so because everyone is transitioning out so quickly to suddenly put a bunch of focus on one player that's going to leave soon might just sort of throw the whole balance off. So it's really more about crafting that relationship with the fans and then just the experience that the team is going to bring you as a whole instead of trying to market to a specific star player.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we all of our marketing is centered around families. You know that's our primary demographic. You know we're, uh, we're we're two adults, two kids. I mean that's that's kind of that's our that's our niche, I guess you could say. So um, we, we try and appeal to those folks as best we can. And then on the corporate side, you know we, we try and, and kind of talk more about um, employee productivity and, uh, and 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 honoring your best clients and things like that. Come out and do company picnics and and stuff like that, and, and offer. You know, you know, great value-added options like first pitches and, and their name on the video board and and all those kind of fun things that are that are different. I guess you'd say.
0: Definitely. So that gets me into a little bit more about the Modesto Nuts. So what I'd like to know is, as the general manager, what are some things that you try to set as a precedent for your team that maybe you see uh, Jesse doing as well? Um, you know, how do you try and build your own brand of fan-first entertainment? Uh, and then in conjunction with that, maybe what are some things that you and the Modesto Nuts are trying to do differently from the Savannah Bananas or that, you know, you see the Savannah Bananas doing and saying, I don't think I would do that. I would do it said way.
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, you know, going through and, and, and watching the episode, um, I was I was very, very impressed with how Jesse has everyone on the same page and and how he's really hired, you know, really, really well. Um, I mean, that's one thing I, I would say that we're we're on the same page with. You know, I when I look to hire people, you know, I, I look to hire folks with passion, you know, because um, in our business, you know, until you until you're in this business for a while, it's not incredibly lucrative. You know, none of us are really doing it for the money. So it, it's a situation where you got to really love this business or love entertainment and love of love, uh, connecting with fans on a daily basis. So. Um, I think he's done an incredible job of of hiring first and foremost, because I think that's that's one thing that um, that I put a lot of emphasis on is getting the right people you know, here with us um, in terms of you know, building our own brand. Um, you know, we, we we try and focus on consistency. Um, and, that, and that's a big, big word, the buzzword, I guess, that, that we use just a, just a ton here. And that's, and that's making the fan experience consistent day after day. So um, you never know. It's, it's almost like the, uh, the Joe DiMaggio, um, you know, example, you know, it's, it's, you got to play hard every day because, you know, eventually, you know, someone's going to see it for the first time. You don't want to leave them with a bad taste in your mouth. So um, that's really what we, what we try and focus on keeping our show tipped up every single day, day in and out. It doesn't matter if it's game one or game 70, um, that's probably our primary emphasis, and that's that's across the board. That's you know that's concessions, that's, that's our ticket takers. That's that's everyone having a consistent level of customer service um, day in and day
0: out. Well, what's interesting about the word consistency is that to a degree, you also don't want things to be too predictable or too consistent on the experience side, because then you know you you don't want to tire out your fan base. So it's it, what it actually is is it's more like Being consistent in your surprises, right? Making sure that with each game you are consistently setting the bar of something new, which is different, you know, and difficult because there's consistency that's just like making sure everything across the board is always set and making sure that, you know, planning goes in order. Food is ready to go. You know, the team is prepped. Everyone is in the right mindset. But then for the actual specific events or, or how you change up each game to feel like a unique experience, that is a different kind of consistency. It's, it's a consistency and inconsistency almost, right? You know, getting, getting something adaptable and fresh out there every game. So how do you try and balance that? You know, making sure that that creativity is there. Day after day, without um, you know burning out your staff or your team, and making sure that that content is there for the fans to enjoy.
1: That's a good question. Um, That's the that's the million dollar question. Uh, I think that's That's uh, I think that's that's what a lot of teams um, you know really really struggle with and you know put a lot of time and emphasis on. Um, So I will say this year, um, there's a couple of really really cool things coming down the pike for us. So. We, um, we, we right now are, are in the early stages of, of getting our promotional schedule, you know, kind of put together. So we already have our game schedule for next year, which is great. Um, so we're actually going to start a lot earlier this year. Uh, last year, we, we began planning our promotional schedule right around January 1st. And, um, you know, I just I knew right off the, the get go after we got three, four months into, you know, into that. It was it was it was far too late. You know, to put that together. So the more time you have, the more sponsors you can go out and get the more creative ideas you can come up with to build your Fridays and Saturdays. I mean, that's that's what we focus on. I would say with the most time and effort is building our Fridays and Saturdays and selling those games out. So um, we're going to start much, much earlier this year. Plus, um, we we are fortunate enough to be um, selected for the minor league baseball Copa de la Diversion campaign. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but it's a um, it's almost a rebranding uh, of your team, um, you know, throughout the um, throughout the year. So it's it's you get to choose as many games as you want. And it's a situation where you can, uh, uh, I guess, appeal to the Latin fan base that you have and kind of create a new persona for your team. So. We're excited about that, but I would say overall, just from a general rule, I mean, we're going to start much earlier this year um, than we have in years past.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, making sure that you're proactive is definitely key. Um, you know, being proactive and adaptive—it's—it's uh, <laughs> quite the balancing game.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean. I, I can tell you one thing. I mean, this is, this is my first year coming back to Modesto. I've, I've, um, I started my career here in Modesto and then I was here for four years and then I, I left and worked for two other teams. So I worked for the Myrtle Beach Pelicans for four years. And then, um, most recently the uh, Tulsa drillers for two years. And so I, I've gotten to see some different markets and how different clubs do things. And I think that gives me somewhat of an advantage. Um, so you know, just coming back, just getting my feet under me, and learning the position, learning, um, kind of relearning the market. Um, I, I've learned a ton this year, and and I have a, a lot of notes to be able to um, to fix for uh, for for next year for me.
0: Love that. So tell me a bit about what those uh, big new fan experiences that you're going to test out might be. Um, you know what what do you have around the corner for next season that you're wanting to implement something. Maybe that might be seen as, whoa, that is kind of out of left field. That's a little different. That's original uh, that you think is going to help set a precedent for the Modesto Nuts moving forward.
1: Well, I would say, you know, uh, we're, we're still very early on in those stages. So it, it's hard to say officially, you know, what uh, what that big idea is going to be. However, um, a, a couple things that we're uh, we're definitely going to be doing is is one um, we're we're making, you know, we're adding to our staff and I kind of touched on that earlier about the, the emphasis on hiring and the right people. Um, we're going to be bringing on some, some fresh young minds, um, who are already kind of, they're already on their way over here basically. Um, and so we're really excited to get to, to get those, those, those folks here on the ground and, and help us plan, plan much earlier. Um, in terms of promotional nights, you know, we, we need to, we need to figure out some more community aspects, you know, to, uh, last year we were fortunate enough to win the, uh, community service award for the California league. And it, it's something that's, that's a big, big emphasis for us is community give back. So we need to, we need to reach out to more nonprofits. We need to have more fundraisers. You know, we need to have, um, you know, you know, bigger nights, similar to, to a couple that we already have in place. Namely the uh, our breast cancer awareness night is huge for us you know, each year. We need to do an Alzheimer's night. I mean, we really need to, to, to find those community you know um angles I guess that are going to bring fans out to our stadium that aren't necessarily baseball fans you know that we can that we can appeal to on a whole nother level so I would say that's that's definitely in the um in the hopper um another idea that we've we've kind of came up with here and this is, actually came from one of our new people that that we're bringing on is um' having a theme uh, a theme uh, for one of our Fridays or Saturdays that are similar to graffiti and graffiti has dual meaning in Modesto. Um, graffiti you know is is very um uh it's very near and dear to this community it's um it's a classic car kind of angle because um uh, george lucas is from here um and he made the movie american graffiti back in the, the 50s um but we we kind of appeal on that aspect and we've done that year after year but i'm i'm talking more about the graffiti angle from from street art um you know there's there's a lot of artists in the california area that that um That are kind of up and coming in that aspect, and I I think it would be an awesome way to not only bring that kind of a new angle, younger kind of feel to a night, but also maybe even do a contest where you know they can um, they can create some art that's going to be displayed at our at our stadium year round. So um, I would say you know from the preliminary stages of where we're at right now, that's just a few of the general ideas.
0: I, I love that. I mean, I think at the core of that idea is. Tapping into the community that's already there and having that be representative uh, of the people at your game and the kind of experiences you're providing at your game. Because I don't think there's any better kind of content than one that is coming authentically from the audience that you're trying to serve. So trying to tap into those audiences, you know, pull from history – Pull from, uh, you know, pull from just the community itself to then draw those experiences around them and make it feel like, wow, this experience is tailored toward our community. It must help bring people together and then keep them around and uh, keep them loyal fans.
1: Absolutely, we, I mean, we, we want to get people in our ballpark regardless of whether there's baseball going on or not, and um, that brings up another point of off season events. I mean, we we have about a dozen off season off season events uh, planned this year already that are going to bring folks in for completely different things to live in baseball. So that's uh, that's another angle too, is to try and get them here regardless of uh, what the event is.
0: Right. That's always the main goal. That's the bottom line. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you Zach for coming on the podcast. You know, it's really always great to get some content from, other people living in the baseball industry day in and day out. Um, so before we close out here, I would just like to touch base. You know, if you want, like if you could pull one thing from welcome to the show, as you know, this is something that the Savannah bananas did that I'd like to implement into my own team. What would that be? And why?
1: Wow. That's an interesting question. Um, there's, there's a lot of things that I, that I enjoyed from that episode. um, I really, I really, really like how much emphasis they put on practicing. Um, I, you know, I I think that's an underappreciated skill. Um, And, and what I mean specifically about that is everyone does promo run throughs. Everyone has, has their, you know, uh, I guess show set up and then they practice it a few times before, before the, um, before the season gets going. They, they went like an extra mile. I mean, they, they had like, everyone out you know basically like a full dress rehearsal um you know weeks in advance of even their fan fest so i mean and that's the release of you know the perception that i had watching watching the show um and then additionally you know when the fan fest came on you know they had i mean they just they're finding people like throughout their community that that are just incredibly passionate about this and and i find that impressive to, to to be able to grab game day staff members. I'm not, I'm not even talking about full-time staff members. I'm talking about game day staff members within your community that are really that engaged all the time because that, that is a struggle, you know, in our industry. a lot of the time we, we, we hire a lot of younger folks, um, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. That's definitely not, but it's, it's something that, you know, getting the right people is always tough and it seems like they're making it easy. Um, at least that was my perception. So, I would say, you know, the hiring aspect and then the the general practice and run through for for that has been fun to watch.
0: No, I mean, I agree. I think it's exciting when you can engage your entire crew in that way. And I, I, I agree. That's definitely something that I pulled away from that first and second episode of Welcome to the Show is that they craft a great Team culture that anyone from, you know, the volunteers who are going to be there for one or two games to the guy in the banana mascot suit mm-hmm. to the director of fun, you know, everyone from top to bottom is on the same page and is really vibing with the energy there and wanting to deliver, you know, whether you're at the concession stand, the front gate or your Jesse, you know, himself. So, yeah, yeah I, I agree. And I think that's an exciting precedent that all baseball teams should strive for.
1: Yeah, it's not an easy thing either. I mean, it it's very it's very easy to say that, to say the words like, Yeah, we're gonna have an engaged staff where everyone here is gonna always be on top of their game, but it's not, right. not an easy thing at all.
0: No, not at all. Which makes it even that much more satisfying when it comes together. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, again, thank you, Zach, for coming on the podcast. Uh, It was really great getting to dive into your take on Welcome to the Show and also what you try to bring for that fan-first engagement, those unique experiences at the Modesto Nuts. So, again, Zach, thanks for coming on.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Daniel.
0: And thank you everyone for listening to today's episode of Extra Innings. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. And be sure you watch all episodes of Welcome to the Show. Episode three is going to be out today, so it's an exciting time. Make sure you catch up on all the previous episodes before you dive into the Welcome to the Show, episode three, finale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Until next time.